You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined this evening by Laurie and Chris. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you used to? Fine. Aye, no bad. Good. Um, I, I went to see Santa yesterday. How was he? Uh, he was alright. He, re- he remembered me. Did you sit on his lap? No, I, no, I didn't. Know, <laughs> but... Let's get going. Right. Did he tell you what list you were on? Are you on the good list or the naughty list? I must be on the good list. Oh, I was talking about, uh, my son was talking about wrestlers. Santa looked at me and says, is he talking about WWF? And I'm like, ah, he, rem- he knows, he knows. Is that not, is that not like some nature charity? Uh, pandas. <laughs> pandas. <laughs> That's what I loved doing when I was younger, just watching pandas. Have they not changed it to WWE now? Because WWF took it off. Well, aye. That's basically it. Yeah, was it not always uh, all along. WWE? Was it not always two of them? No, it was always aye, was WCW WWF. as well. Yeah. WCW and WWF. It was two of them. And then they merged. Let's just say something straight. Wrestling's stupid. I'm not, I don't <laughs> like wrestling. I, I did when I was a child, but... Just uh, before. Ah, oh, wrestling isn't stupid. Just ignore Laurie. <laughs> I Wait. think WWE missed a, sh- a trick here because they should have just had a character that was a panda that got beaten up every single week. Like, what's this called? The, re- the WWE podcast called <laughs> The Scottish Wrestling Forums. <laughs> I don't even want to ask if there is such a thing. Right, Chris, we'll start up our own wee podcast in wrestling. Right. It's got to be WWF though. Can't none of it's WWE. No, no, old school days like Jake the Snake and Ultimate Warrior and people Macho like Man. Oh, yeah. Macho Man. Savage. Honky Tonk Man. That was, I liked him just for his pure randomness. Paul Bearer. Oh, Laurie. Oh. Can we talk about football, please? <laughs> right, on the. Okay, we'll go back to the football podcast. We've got the, the Scottish Cup. There was a few games last week. Chris will give us the SPL review. I'll give a wee bit of SFL. Then we've got the charity bet predictions and. That's it really this week because there's so much in the SPL to talk about we thought we'd kind of dodge any major topics because there's, well, sending offs and dodgy decisions is, is probably going to be the focus of the podcast. So we'll start off with the Scottish Cup. There was a, a few replays played last week. Chris? Yep, there was uh, two games on a Tuesday night. Motherwell hosted Aberdeen and lost 2-1. And uh, Inverness hosted Ross County in the, the Highland Derby and won that one two one. So... Congratulations to Aberdeen and Inverness. And uh, on Wednesday night, we also had Celtic uh, replay up in Arbroath. And let's face it, the less said about that game, the better. Celtic won 1 0. But all plaudits go to Arbroath for putting up 180 minutes of entertainment and resistance, basically. Yeah, I, I thought Arbroath done well. Definitely can be proud. They scored more goals than Celtic over the two games as well. I put one in net, but. <laughs> Right, I made a comment in the, the match thread on the, the forum that Laurie picked me up on. I'm going to say it out loud and see what you think. I says, Matthews should be chuffed with what looks like a simple enough strike, but it's so difficult to pull off when you're right-footed. Right, Chris, what do you think of that statement? Do you agree, disagree? Well, I'd agree with that. Aye, because Laurie picked me up on the a simple enough strike. I thought it was a cracking finish. I think you're doing them a bit of a disservice there. Said, I was trying to give him a compliment. But you said it looked like it was simple. I didn't think it looked simple at all. It looks he like made it look simple, enough. I think is the point. That's it, Chris. Mm. You're right. 
you're right. But you so said I, I it looks. Ah, you didn't. It's it may it may sound like a simple enough strike. You know, looks like a simple enough strike. Like... I made it look like a simple enough strike. Then you went on. You said if I hadn't seen it, I would have thought he was tapping a ball into an empty net. Yep. <laughs> yep. Aye, Jape was at it as well. The two of you were troublemakers that night. <laughs> simple tapping at the top corner. Aye, that's his first goal for Celtic. Eh? Aye, ah, it was first goal for Celtic. What a strike! Great goals win any game, doesn't matter what your opposition is. Yep, aye, but I, th- I quite enjoyed the game to be honest. But it's, well, I wouldn't have enjoyed it if I was a Celtic fan because they, they weren't very good. But a win's a win, that's all that matters. So I enjoyed the trip, it was nice to go to somewhere old school where you have to stand and watch a game and terracing rather than seated, boring stadiums you get all over places. Oh, yeah, uh, you were saying that you were getting all romantic. Taking the wife to the beach afterwards. I did, I <laughs> Excuse me? I don't... <laughs> I said on the forum, Laurie, but luckily it ended there. Well, it's... You just take it, take it out the back of the stand and go, look, beach. The closest... <laughs> That's the end of the romance. The, stand, uh... <laughs> the closest stadium which is closer to the sea than any other stadium in Europe. Five metres. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I didn't realise it was so close because I, I mentioned the pharaohs because I knew that... That was really close, but not as close as us. I've been uh, I've been to Gayfield a few times, and uh, although I get the novelty of uh, the, the fans swapping sides when I've been there, I don't think uh, <laughs> wouldn't have been a, an, a, an option for Chris. But yeah, no. it's it's that's a decent week ground. But uh, yeah, I no, thought it's, it's not bad. I mean, I've been to some of the other older stadiums, and they're not quite as good. Like as uh, Gayfield does. So. It's, it's they do a pretty good job of keeping that place quite nice. Still a bit, it's still a bit open, but. It's not, I mean, maybe because of the location, it does feel like it does get awfully windy. But yeah, it's a decent enough ground. I thought our both did really well and pretty hard done by with decisions. It's, I don't know, Fraser Forster seemed to be, I don't know what he was playing. <laughs> he couldn't seem to catch the ball. Same as <laughs> I said on Twitter, I was like, uh, I was going to say Fraser Forster couldn't catch a cold tonight, but he probably has caught one. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the warmest tonight. But yeah, I mean, it, I, d- I never understand the ones where the keeper... The way I look at it is, in these situations, if the keeper... Um, if he catches the ball, is the ref going to give a free kick? No. It's like, is, if a keeper drops a ball, then if if he's been in any contact with another player, then it's a foul. It's just yeah. a bit yeah. bizarre. It's... See, for me, it, it definitely wasn't a foul, but then I don't think we can say that it would definitely have been a goal because the whistle went just before they hit the strike, so who knows? The, the defenders, I think there was three on the line. They might have reacted <laughs> a bit better. I thought everybody had stopped. So. Yes, yeah, I agree. So I, and I, I think... agree with you. I don't think it was a foul either, but I've seen so many times the goalkeeper getting overprotected. Oh, yeah, I mean, just in general. It just happens all the time. It's, so. it's just irritating in football all over the world in general. I I never understand it. I, I, you see sometimes in the replay, and he ends up hitting his, in his own player, and he still gets free kicks. It's like if a keeper doesn't catch a ball, <laughs> then it must be a foul. It's just... Yeah, you get that, you get the overprotection, then you get the attacker that stands right, basically on his toes, on the keeper's toes at a corner or a free kick, and then the first thing the keeper does is push him out of the way, and then there's never a free kick, never a penalty given for that, for example, and yet you can't do that any other bit in the pitch. It's just, players just frustrating. Got, players have got to be allowed to challenge for a ball, just because it's a keeper there, I don't think it should mean they're not allowed to challenge for it. I mean, yeah. apart from anything, the keeper has got an advantage because he can catch it. So he, it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier to get your hands to the ball than get your head to the ball. It's in the air, you know. You, yeah. So although in, in the SPL, Taddy managed to challenge the keeper quite fairly and was allowed to get away with it. That's quite good. But they didn't end up scoring because was it McGowan stopped on the line? 
buy, but at least he was allowed to challenge for it, quite rightly. Mm. It was interesting. Uh, just to finish off the Scottish Cup, there's uh, three games on tonight. Greenock Morton have beaten Turriff United 6-0. Uh, Dumbarton have lost at home to Hamilton 3 1, and there's about five minutes left in St Johnson's visit to Cowdenbeath, and they're 2 0 up. Aye, the Cowdenbeath game finally on after, is it four postponements? <laughs> four postponements. Nothing like the, I thought it was somewhat 29 postponements or something for a Falkirk game about seven <laughs> years ago or something. <laughs> Did that go into the next season? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that worked to keep postponing it. I seen it come up on Twitter a couple of times. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Right, so we want to move on to the SPL, Chris. Yeah, uh, well, since, uh, for the first time since the opening day of the 2002-03 season, all six SPL games have kicked off at 3pm on a Saturday. Something of a novelty. So we'll start up at uh, Petaudry, where it was a rather quiet game between Aberdeen and Kilmarnock for most of the first half. That was until Jamie Langfield was then sent off for denying a goal-scoring opportunity when he brought down Borja Perez. Now Langfield claims he doesn't touch him. The replay is pretty much at an angle to be able to tell. Uh, but what did seem a bit, a bit more clear was uh, uh, Perez was heading away from goal, so Langfield's claim of uh, not being a goal-scoring opportunity is possibly a good one. Well, we'll Aberdeen have appealed it. Yeah, Aberdeen um, have appealed it. Unless you uh, want to talk about that just now. Well, because I was going to... Let me go through the games, don't <laughs> Right, we'll come back to that. Right, we'll come back to that. Right. Aberdeen have appealed it, but obviously wasn't there to try and uh, save the penalty, which Liam Kelly scored, and he later added a second for the visitors for a 2-0 win for Kilmarnock. Uh, on to Celtic Park, where it was a, a one-way traffic game for the home side. Goals from Victor Wanyama and Gary Hooper were all they had to show, uh, as St Mirren just basically turned up trying not to get humped. There was lots of last-ditch blocks that helped keep Samson's goal intact for long periods, but there was, of course, a penalty claim for Handball, a penalty claim for Phil and Hooper, a penalty claim for Phil and Kyle in the penalty area. Uh, he did beat a bit, a bit of a meal of that, to be honest, but it's uh, no excuse for Callum Murray waving away every single one of them, and who knows why sports scene also ignored the fact that all these penalties happened, or penalty claims happened, sorry, because uh, sports scene felt they were worth showing, but not worth discussing. But what was worth discussing, of course, was the game at Tannadice. Well, Dundee United found himself 3-0 up after eight minutes. Yep. Absolutely horrible defending. Yeah. Josh Meekins' uh, own goal. It was then followed up by Graham Shinney whacking the ball off John Daly into the net. And then decided to leave Rudy Scatchel completely unmarked. And he made it 3-0. And but, that's uh, when the abuse started towards you, Chris. Yes, <laughs> 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 charity bet. I read it later on. Uh, charity bet. Yep. You didn't pick Inverness, but uh, should have had a bit of faith in Inverness because uh, Billy McKay had two goals to have Inverness back in it before we'd even hit half an hour. We then had the, the daft Bill Flood bundling over Ross Draper to allow McKay to complete his hat trick and Inverness's comeback. And as if that wasn't enough, Inverness took the lead with four minutes remaining, thanks to a Gary Warren header, which looked to have won the game until referee John Beaton totally ignored the fact that Richie Foran was on the ground and just judged him to have handled the ball instead. Couldn't see whether it was or not from the replay, which was a similar angle to the referee. But nevertheless, John Daly stuck the ball in the net, four each, and it's Inverness's highest ever score draw. Uh, on to Easter Road, where the uh, United managed to avoid throwing away all three points after being in a great position. Hibs weren't quite so lucky against Motherwell. 
They had taken the lead through on Doyle just before half time and then Doyle doubled the lead just after it. But two goals for Jamie Murphy brought Motherwell level with 10 minutes to go before Bob McHugh got the winner two minutes from time. And as if finding the lead wasn't bad enough, James McPake, who was just back from injury, managed to get a second yellow card to one who missed yet another game. Oh, he went in the half. He threw the armband away, did you see? <laughs> did you? Oh, he was raging. <laughs> Uh, up in Dingwall, it was honours even between the two teams that were promoted into the SPL this season. Ian Davidson had given the visitors Dundee the lead just before half time with an absolutely cracking strike, but Gary Glenn rescued the point for the home side with quarter an hour to go. And wasn't much else to talk about in that game, so we'll move on to the final game up in Perth, where the home side managed to come from behind twice against Hearts to earn a share of the points. John Sutton had given Hearts the lead after a quarter of an hour, but Saints were level within a minute thanks to a goal from Ryan Vine. Andrew Driver gave Hearts a 2-1 lead going into the break, but Stephen McLean levelled the game again on the other mark. So Johnson probably the better team towards the end of the game, culminating in a last gas block in the line by Ryan McGowan. As we discussed earlier when Gregory Taddy had somehow managed to get the ball off the keeper. And uh, Phil McLean uh, uh, took the shot, but McGowan was there to save the day. So, all in all, good weekend for Celtic, who are four points clear at the top, and now ahead of Motherwell with a game in hand. And at the other end, Dundee have managed to cut the gap to five behind St Mirren. And plenty of goals, plenty of incidents to discuss. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe we should start with the Langfield incident uh, for Aberdeen. And I wanted to look up the laws of the game again, just to just to be sure that we know what we're talking about when we, we talk about a, a goal-scoring opportunity. Or to be more specific, FIFA talk about an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. So it's a sending off if you deny a goal or an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. And there is no way that's an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. I thought the defender would have got the ball first. If not, he was definitely there to, to block a, an immediate shot. Still an opportunity, though. But it's not obvious. It's not, never an obvious goal-scoring opportunity for me. I'd, I'd never like the wording of it, though. I don't think it's a red card. I think it's a yellow card. But I, I hate the wording of it, because you're saying an opportunity just means there's an opportunity to score, which could, it could be 20 yards out as an opportunity. But you're saying score. obvious. Yeah, but it's, it's got uh, obvious there, and it's, uh, it's always ob- mentioned. Yeah, but that's saying an obvious opportunity. That An obvious opportunity could be 25 yards out and you get a sighted goal. It's, it's unlikely you're going to score, but it's still an obvious opportunity to attempt to score. There, isn't it? I, I never like the wording of it. I just think it, it, it leaves it open. It, it leaves it too ambiguous to, to still justify that, where you could say, well, he was going to get a possible chance to shoot, even though there was defenders on the line. And... Right, well, I'll tell you what the referee has to take into consideration. The distance between the offence and the goal, the likelihood of keeping or gaining control of the ball, the direction of the play, the location and number of defenders, and the whether the offence would be a direct or an indirect free kick. We could have said that. That makes it more clear. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it's a red card. There's defenders with him. It's, it's he's going to a pretty tight angle. I don't really see it as a red card. It looked like a foul, but as you say, he didn't really get a good a good replay of it. It did look like yeah. a penalty, but I don't see how it's any more than a yellow card, to be honest. Well, uh, the proper time to go to Twitter with this one, because uh, Jam Wang 22 which is Jamie Langfield himself, was replying to people watching the, the game last night in the sports scene, and he said, the camera angle does nothing for me. He ra- overran the ball, I pulled my hands away, he goes down, no contact. So oh, Jamie right. Langfield was pretty adamant that he never happened. I might, well, it might well be the case. It was pretty. It was hard to tell with the rubbish angle you had, to be honest. I'm just saying, to me, it looked, if he did touch him, which is what it did look, I have to say, it did look like that. Yeah, yeah. If he did touch him, and that is a foul, then I don't think it's a red card still. If he, you know, it might well 
he might well be right. It was it was difficult to tell though from from the angle yeah, on the TV. I, I agree. I thought I thought from the replay it looked like he had hit him, but like you say, the, the angle does him no favours. I don't think. I think the problem he's got is the referee's got a fairly similar angle to what the telly had. Yeah. So if the referee thinks he's hit him, then he's given the penalty and he's got the decision to make whether it's a yellow card or a red card or no booting at all. But obviously he's went for the red card and. As we've discussed already, goal, clear goal scoring opportunity. Could they, not have, so. could they not have just put Josh McGuinness in goals have a running keeper? There's too many substitutions available now. He used to be a goalie, so he could have just played him in goals and he could drop the ball, try and score from 40-odd yards. Remember the Scottish Cup final, Robbie Winters played in goals? Yep. Yeah, Jim yep. Waiton had to go off injured. That's because oh, you only like three, like three subs back then. Yeah. That was, that, yeah, that was pretty funny, goal. but... It was uh, Rod Wallace in on that was the uh, <clears throat> the uh, what was it the appreciation of uh, the Dutch contingent at Rangers I think is what they mm. they said mm. it was at that final there was a certain colour seemed to be dominating Hampton <laughs> it was all about Dick Advocat celebrating Aye, that's what it that's was what it was I was speaking to my mate about it and I'm sure that he said it was advertised as a tangerine top just to just to avoid the uh, I remember that well the PC brigade. Because obviously tangerine, that's what's associated with Holland. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not orange, orange I want <laughs> <laughs> to, to talk a wee bit about something I spotted in the laws. Was it last week I was talking about advantage and I mentioned how you can't play advantage if the the foul would warrant an expulsion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then you mentioned there was a game that you remembered. Yeah, Hearts Sunday United. I... Yeah, so in the, the laws of the, the game, the advantage... Uh, you're not allowed to play advantage if the the referee must stop play and send off the player uh, if the infringement warrants an expulsion unless there is a subsequent opportunity to score a goal and apparently if you do a, a sending off worthy a foul and they score a goal then it's a booking is the worst the referee can give you so you could break somebody's leg and then the ball trickles into the goal that's it, yellow card Surely it's a different offence though if you break somebody's leg I think, surely if you're stopping a goal-scoring opportunity, then that's the red card. But if you put in a foul that warrants a red card as opposed to stopping the goal-scoring opportunity, it's a professional foul, then you'd still get the red card anyway. You've obviously not stopped a goal-scoring opportunity if the ball's in it. Yeah, I suppose, aye. So do you want to move on to the Hibs game? And Fenland basically, I'm sure he took off Doyle and Griffiths and basically messed up. He's pretty... uh... He's pretty damning of his players, though, wasn't he? Disgusting is what he called their attitude. Did they? Aye. You know, he, that's, that's, he said that that's what his, his word was disgusting. Mm. He was disgusted. Disgusting? Aye. <laughs> My players are disgusting. Aye. No, he was, he was disgusted at their attitude at 2-0. I suppose it's easy enough to criticise the manager for taking off the attacking players and putting defensive players on when you've tried to protect the lead and you've lost it. But then, surely the players in the park should be able to protect the lead. It was pretty bad defending, yeah, wasn't it? I think it? so. It was pretty, yeah. pretty simple. Oh, the defending was horrific. So it's... Uh... It was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've noticed, you know Doyle? What's his first name? Owen. Owen. I... Owen, right? So how come it's Ian Jess? Because <laughs> uh, it's the point. same spelling. Yeah. It's because it's, it's Irish. And Ian Jess was Scottish, yeah, I suppose. Is there not a... Uh, is there not a... Right, come on, come out with the word. No, I was thinking if there was a little... What do you call it over one of the letters, I was thinking? I know. I know I'm just wanting you to struggle for the word. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that actually is or not. An accent. Is that the... 
it's like, uh, there's something about it. It's an umlaut. It's the German one. I know. I used to have one with my shirts for Thomas Flogo. An umlaut. Uh, aye. But I think it's because it's Irish. That's just how they, how they pronounce them. All right. Aye, I'm, not going to qu- I'm not even going to question how you pronounce somebody's I'll name. Was... If, they pronounce... if that's how they pronounce it, then that's how it's pronounced. Well, there's one thing. It's, there's one. There's a hearts. Dennis Prichenenko. The hearts player. There's a weird thing with pronouncing it. Is pronunciation of his name, which I find odd. That on the Hearts TV commentary they call him Pr- Dennis Prichenko, but the Hearts announcer calls him Dennis Prichenenko. <laughs> that fair enough. You'd see that outside people would get it wrong, but you think that that you know they would at the club they would have checked with him how he has his name said. It just it looks yeah. to me like it's Prichenenko. They yeah. seem to call it pretty. See, to be honest, it's, it's probably a commentator getting the wrong. But well, that's everybody that's got a, a name that isn't the standard kind of Scottish looking name, they should just ask him how to pronounce it in the very first press conference. They that's have. like, how do you pronounce your name? I mean, I know that like Ian Crocker and Derek and Derek Ray always say to do that. You know? yeah. Well, they were calling Edu Edu. That really annoyed me. But I mean, there's, there's one Edu. Come on, it's not Edu. But there's ones like Scatchel. That's not how you say his name if you're. If you were native to Czech, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to say Skatsil, but yeah. the the Bernabeu is another one. How we all, we normally say the Bernabeu, see, some, but that's not how you say it. It's Bernabeu. See, sometimes it annoys me when people. It actually annoys me when people try and pronounce things in the way that you'd say it in their country. Because you does that mean if you're if, would that be Spanish people or try and say things in, in a Scottish accent when they say a Scottish name or. It's the, what, what annoys me is all the English commentators calling the Liverpool defender Quates. He's Coates. He's Scottish. That's Scottish. He's called Coates. Just because he probably says it in his country, Quates. It happens all the time, though, because you, 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 you get used to calling someone the name, whether that's the right way to pronounce it or not. His name isn't... I mean, Philip Sebo was never Sebo. It was always Sevo or something. The B was pronounced as a V. But to this day, we still be people chanting Sebo. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just, I think that they should say it. I don't think you'd have to always try and pronounce things the way that it would be pronounced in that their the home country of that. To, to an extent, you know, I think sometimes people go out their way to try. I mean, you know, when people say Barcelona, as if they're, uh, yeah. you know, as if because every everything Spanish is pronounced for Right, as if they're gay, if they as if they're gay in Balaga, they always try and say it that way. <laughs> It's like it's, you just say Barcelona. Come on. Anyway. That's why I should take that back. Everything Catalan is pronounced for the lisp. <laughs> so, so is it the Camp Nou? Yeah. I so don't why, know why, why we. Do we I don't know why we turn it around and call it a new camp. It's always been the Camp Nou. Uh, right. But then I suppose it translates into new field or something. So we're we're basically turning it around to be the English order of the words. Right. Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> How did we get to this? Ian Doyle or Owen Doyle. And Greg's here again. A, a birthday cell it was his birthday at the weekend, celebrating a Aye, fifth death. Like five oh he's getting he's getting on a bit, he can't stay up late for the podcast. I see that Hibbs uh, reacted well to the uh, rallying cry from Rod Petrie that they need fans to come back in to and they got the lowest home attendance this season. Did they? Oh, I think so. I, I must be quite happy with the idea of selling players in. Nobody wanting uh, Lee Griffiths to stay after Christmas. It just seems... I mean, I, I don't even recall. I did say this at the time with teams like Aberdeen and Hibs that I, I had. I, I felt that even if things improved for them, that they'd struggle to get the fans back because of their years of sort of... The years of mediocrity. And I think with Hibs it's shown. You know, they've had a decent start to the season, but st- 
you know, eight, nine thousand. I think their attendance is pretty much the same average as last season, which suggests that it's still just the same people coming back. <laughs> you know, the people who, the fans who maybe stopped going because of them going, get, you know, have, struggling, are still not convinced to come back yet. It needs to something. Oh, there's Greg online. <laughs> I think the problem that is that we've got once people go away, they're not going to come back unless there's something major happens, like this, with the case with Hearts, where there's a panic, the team won't be there anymore unless you come back. Hibs are just saying we might have to sell a few players. Yeah. So it's not there's not the major panic. I think oh, we'll just be rubbish again. But I think. But I mean, it's just I mean, the, given that we're in a kind of we're a, I know we're not officially in a recession, but we're in a hard financial times, uh, an era of austerity or whatever we're calling it. Aye. It's hard to get people to give to uh, give up the money to come and watch things when they haven't been watching it for the last year, maybe two years, maybe three years. I, I mean, we're seeing the same at Celtic Park. I mean, Celtic are in four competitions currently that they started in the season for the first time in about 40 years. And you still look at Celtic Park with an attendance of 47,000. It's massive. But they can't give tickets away at the minute. They're, in fact, they're actually trying to. There's a scheme going on at the moment where season ticket holders can get free tickets for St Mirren there and Ross County next week. And we still couldn't fill that stadium against St Mirren. You can't give tickets away for Celtic at the moment. As dear, even if you've got a free ticket, it still costs money to go. Yeah, like you, yeah, you, because you're buying your pie and your Wolverine and your program and your... yeah, possibly about a tenner to, to get <laughs> there in the first place. That's how yeah. much it is for me if I'm getting the train and then uh, at least the it's at least it's not the the World Club Cup, whatever you call it, final of the program. Twenty four pound for a program. Do you see that? It's ridiculous. Twenty four pound for a program for a glorified what, the, friendly match. The, the English might not take that tournament seriously, but FIFA do. And so yeah. did the Brazilians. Anyway, yeah. right, well, wrestling. The... <laughs> FIFA World Club. Aye. <laughs> we game? move on to the SFL chat. What? We're not, oh, we're not we're going to talk about the Hearts game yet, Chance. No, no, we'll, we'll just kind of bypass that. We, we discussed Taddy's challenge on the keeper, how I enjoyed that. And, uh, I thought, again, it's it, it kind of it just makes me more annoyed that McGlynn again, you know, gives into the pressure and puts, oh, let's play Sutton, we'll play two strikers. And again, Sutton's a difference. Scores one, sets mm-hmm. one up, causes loads of problems, you know. I, it just, I still don't understand why he was so resistant to playing any strikers. It just, but yeah, and to be fair, that's two games in a row now he's played them, and you've managed to get two goals in each game. Aye, and I mean against Aberdeen, I watched the full game, and he caused them so much problems because, it's like I said last time, we don't play. We're not. I was never expecting you know free flowing amazing football under McGlynn. But if you're going to play like that, then it's useful to have someone who you can put crosses into or get someone to win headers for flick-ons. You know, it's it's ideal to have that option. <laughs> it's a, and it just again it proved it with crosses. Scored obviously from a free kick, winning the header. He set up with a flick from a throw-in for the driver goal. Almost scored another header. I think he set the good chance for Gordon Smith up as well. Everything kind of goes through him when he plays, and it's just, I just, I just don't understand why it would take a manager that long to figure out what everyone was shouting at him to do for for months and months. But I, I think it was a pretty fair result in the end. I thought he was maybe a bit overcritical of Gordon Smith, kind of laying that on the guy on the lad's shoulders, saying that he should have scored to make it three-one. I think he said, I think it's a good chance. It was, but I think he said at the, he should be, at the very minimum he should be scoring there. Minimal. And do what else? Like, uh, <laughs> Rip the net. I, 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 what was that? I, um, one, one of my one of my friends, who's a journalist, said uh, after the interview, it made me laugh. 
where is it? I'll find it. I think he said, at the very least, because his, his words were, I think at the very least, the heart support thought that was going to hit the back of the net. <laughs> um, and Jamie said, at the very least, what more could he possibly expect for a chance of goal? Two goals, a spontaneous trapeze act, a sudden portal to Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's as big. A, I think he's uh, not as much of a fan of, I think he's about the same as me in terms of his rating of John McGlynn. But I, uh, reasonably fair result, I thought in the end. There you go. I got to speak about it a little bit. Yeah, can I moan about Callum Murray now? <laughs> oh, aye, aye. I'm moan about him and I'm moan about Kyle. Right, aye, because, uh, oh, no, I agree with you, Rashwan. Kyle makes a complete melee. He did get clipped, but he made a melee, which is probably why the referee didn't give in. Aye. It's just, the, it's... the one that annoyed me in the mace was Gary Hooper, because Gary Hooper's running through on goal and he just gets barged out the way. Play on. Yeah. I, think, I think, I don't know if it was a penalty or a free kick, because it was the opposite end of the park for me, but I think the referee decided not to give up because he knows he's going to have to send the guy off. Possibly. I don't know, I don't know what you think. Mm. I, I think if he, if he gives that... It looked like, look like a foul outside the box, isn't it? I, I think I'm... That, that's my debate. I don't know whether it was inside the box or outside the box. It was yeah. pretty much in but the how, can you How can you say that's a red card in life? There's two defenders there. He's in behind. Ah, he, he, would have, he, was, he was beyond them. Right. He's he in was the meat in the sandwich. <laughs> but there's a second defender is what I mean. But then you're presuming that he's going to... It's still a goal-scoring opportunity. The, the two defenders are pretty much in the same position. I think... Uh, Aye, he think was through. He yeah. was through. He maybe only had one touch, but I would say he was through in goal. I would say that's obvious when you're one-on-one with the keeper. And I know what you're saying about the defenders, but they wouldn't have been able to get a challenge in. Unless they've got extra long legs. <laughs> oh, we're fooling them, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aye, what, was, what was Hooper doing when Izagiri laid the ball off to him and he just seemed to pass it? Did he go? Had he given in at that point? It just seems so lazy. I don't know if you've seen it. It was in the highlights on. I was watching it on YouTube this week. Didn't, can't think of it. I no, wasn't paying particularly. Oh, but if anyone watched the YouTube highlights, they'll, they'll know it's what not I'm just talking the same about. No, it's the same one. Ah, no, they sometimes they vary. Oh, I don't. I've never watched both, so I wouldn't know. Mm. I say both because normally I watch the BBC or YouTube. I tend not to watch STV for some reason. No reason behind that, to be honest. I'm not having a dig at the STV. Don't so, want them coming to my door. The big talking point of Tanadice then. Rudy Scatchel, score his right foot. Was that right? Oh, he was loving it. You, you know, I've got to ask, was he offside? Uh, again, you don't really get much replays in the Scottish no. game, so he, he did look... No, you don't. You don't. When you I seen... seen it, I thought there was a hint that he could have been offside because he looked like he was further forward than all the defenders, but you've got the completely wrong angle to tell. We need more cameras oh. at our games. That's it. Well, you seen the, the penalty right at the death. Oh, How do you know what happened there? I have no idea. I don't know what he's... It's, it's, it looked to me like Richie Foran had been pushed, and that's why he was on the ground. <laughs> how can he tell that... I don't, I didn't, I didn't look like a penalty, but... No. Aye, it was, I thought he'd cleared it with his head. But that was it. That was a talk from people at the game anyway, was that it was a controversial penalty. But I, I'm none the wiser after seeing the highlights. I can't really say. I'd love to say it was controversial, but I don't actually know what happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> with one angle, it didn't look like a penalty. And if it hit, no. if it managed to hit his arm, then it certainly wasn't deliberate. It didn't it? Wasn't like it didn't look like his arms were kind of moving towards the ball. Or it looked, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't look like a penalty. But again, we get crap. We get crap angles, and so it's it's hard to really say. But it didn't. It certainly didn't look like a penalty. The problem I would have with it is the referee's got almost the same angle as the camera. So how was he absolutely certain that was a penalty and it had been cleared with his hand? Given some of the handball decisions I've seen at Celtic, there's no way he can decide that was definitely a penalty. 
I think the referee, yeah, the referee has to be certain if he's going to give these things. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, yeah, especially for something like that where it's. I, I didn't really. There wasn't really any claims from Dundee United, was there? I'll try to think back. I didn't. I don't no, know. I've never seen any of them claiming it. And uh, but how come we didn't get other angles when the, the game was on BBC Alba? Surely they had loads of angles. Ah, you should. If they get... were showing it as live. You should, yeah, you should get more if they had the TV one. Huh? That's a bit odd. Maybe they don't give the cameras. Well, no, they definitely give the cameras. No, because you get footage to BBC. Yeah, the, the sports team should have had it if Alba had Aye, it. Yeah. <laughs> is it something to do with? Because I know it's, I know it's at Tynecastle. You always get more angles of things. It's do the stadiums as well. Because do you never notice that certain grounds? I always notice like it, like sometimes the Celtic games or Hearts games that you get, you often get more angles. But in some of the other grounds, you never seem to ever get any other angles. I don't know, is it to do with facilitating other cameras? Some of the stadiums, they have the, the wire and all in with the, the building, if you like. Aye. And some of them not. But you would think that the, the SPL grounds would all be equipped nowadays. It's pretty It's pretty unprofessional, to be honest with you. It does look a bit amateurish when you can't... You know, you know in sports scenes, sometimes they show an offside. You, don't, you can't even, like, if the camera hasn't kept up with it, you can't even see it. It's like, what's... Compare the... that to Sky Sports when they show you the offside and then the camera... the <laughs> The virtual camera zooms right round and it's basically showing you right centimetres offside, <laughs> centimetres onside. You did not just get one tracking camera at the side of the pitch or something? It's just of something other than the one static camera in the centre. Is it Italy it's... where they have the one that runs along the that runs down the line? I think they have it quite a lot of places. I've seen it a few World Cups. Yeah. <laughs> not in this country anyway I love the one in, in Spain how the, the camera comes down it dangles down and occasionally you get it right behind a free kick it's as if it's sitting on their shoulder <laughs> you, I love it's it. as if it's FIFA <laughs> exactly <laughs> change the camera <laughs> do you remember when uh, it went too close when Argentina scored at World Cup and it banged into uh, Gabriel Ense oh, <laughs> it banged into him and he, he, he shoved the camera away he got really annoyed it was right in his face and he smacked him in the face with Really? Ah, it was. I'm sure it was Ense for Argentina after they'd scored, or or Heinz, if you want to call him that. <laughs> Heinz is easier. Right? <laughs> beans, big beans. After the conversation again. But anyway, aye, Inverness getting that last second penalty given against them was annoying because for one major reason, <laughs> the charity bit. I know. Aye, it was one. Party Thistle won, Inverness, well, seconds away for having the greatest comeback in the history of charity bet, at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> I had £2 on them as well when it was 3-2. I, I, that £2 down the drain. See, I, I, was, I was sitting at the Celtic game at the time, and for some reason I managed to have a better signal than I usually do at the game. So I've seen the tweets coming through for you guys saying it's 3 down in 8 minutes. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> going to rip these shreds. <laughs> and then it came up 3-2 at half time on the big screen. And then when it got to full time in our game, it actually came up on the big screen that Inverness had won 4-3. Did it? So I walked out of the stadium going, yes, that's a great comeback. I can't wait to do the podcast this week. Yeah. And then I got back to the car and heard, oh, it's four each. Aye. <laughs> what? Aye. And then Billy Miller was saying, controversial penalty. No, no way. <laughs> right. Ah, well. I think that's us covered the SPL now. Aye. Trying to leave early. It's going to talk about the big game in the SFL, live on Sky. Off the big game, aye. Uh, but before we do that, I just kind of brush over the, the first and second division. And the first division, Partick extended their league at the top after beating Wraith Rovers in the charity bet game. And Dunfermline drew one apiece with Hamilton. So, aye, Partick, I don't want to say running away with it, but I think they're looking favourites just well, now. Two points think, ahead uh, in a game in hand. Uh, Morton, they won, I think, against Airdrie. 
So they're closing up in Dunfermline. Yeah, and Dumbarton. Well, I think they got a lucky escape because their tie was postponed due to a frozen pitch. And the second division, we had a midweek game where Aloha beat Queen of the South. That would have been a good tie. First versus second. But then so, Aloha undone all their good by getting beat 3-2 against Stranra. And Queen of the South beat Brecon. And the third division, we touched on it, we had the, the live Sky Sports game and that was Montrose against Rangers. And Montrose really started the game a wee bit better. The two sides, I don't know if either he's watched it, but they, they were... Very good. They had quite a few. It was long-range attempts, but I thought they were dominating the game prior to their first goal, which seemed to be a bit of a, a kind of... I think it was practised, really. With the, the sun shining in, the Rangers' defence really didn't know what was going on as the, the, th- the long throw came in and Lloyd Young volleyed casually past Alexander. How come the Montrose players weren't blinded by the sun? Have they been like had like some sort of secret operation or something. It's strange because... <laughs> all the Rangers players sitting there were covering their eyes and the, and the goal scorer just ran in, kept his eye on the ball and scored. There's like, why? How come he's yeah. not... McCulloch was the, the funniest because his arms are right, right in the air. As he if was, his hand he, was up for offside or he something. He was trying to elbow someone. He was just looking... <laughs> he was looking about for someone to get the elbow in it. And then Jiggs scored the, the leveller for the spot after Templeton was basically barged from behind. It was a bit like uh, the the one that done the United game. I, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who used to play for Celtic. Oh, what? Aye, when he just bars them in the back. Yeah. And then it was a, a quick-fire double from Kyle and Shields to... Well, it seemed like they were putting the, the tie to bed, but then David Gray, and not the Babylon singer this time, he pulled one back in the 76th minute, and I'm sure Montrose hit the, the woodwork twice, twice after yep. that. Aye, hit the they, were, they were really good. It was a nervy end, and then Crawford ended up scoring three or four minutes into stoppage time. But I thought Montrose done well. Aye, yeah, good, good performance for Scottish football, isn't it? And the, the keeper did well. That was the keeper I'd mentioned. Who, remember I said he was on Celtic's books at one point, Sandy yeah. Wood. I thought he had a good game as well. Uh, that, that was that, what amuses me though. That was that wasn't even the biggest uh, scoring game of the, the day in the SFL three. Sterling Alby beat Berwick Rangers six three. Aye, I think that's just because they were buoyant after their res- well, not their result, but their <laughs> performance against Rangers the week before. I think that's it, what it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was. A, it was. A, it was a good game. You know, it was a good crowd. See, Montrose are my kind of local team growing up, so I always that's kind of the reason I watched it. I care about that wee Rangers team, but. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was an entertaining game and we were just saying before we started the podcast that some the footy gaffer was commenting on how how bad a game it was and I actually thought it was pretty entertaining. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I kinda of brought up the topic of the uh, uh, the fact that people seem to think that you need to be playing Barcelona esque, you know, for it to be a good game. Whereas I think I quite like the I go to a, a few lower league games when I can and I, I sometimes I quite like a good fast paced game, you know, you're not gonna be getting Amazing free-flowing football all the time, but nothing wrong with direct attacking play, committed tackles, it's, and I thought there was some reasonable stuff. I thought it kind of dipped a bit start of the first half of the second period, but there was some reasonable play at times from both teams. I thought Montrose played pretty well, considering considering you're talking about you know part-time players, you know people who are joiners and working in Argos and stuff. It's like <laughs> I, th- I thought it was pretty entertaining, good crowd, definitely. Derek yeah. Derek Ray, obviously putting himself on the line, climbing up that ladder to commentate. <laughs> I asked him that. I said, do you need to do that uh, quite often? And he said he does. Aye, it's, uh, I, I'd never really thought about how no, they get up it, to the gantry. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of grounds where it's quite precarious, not even just like down third division ones. 
I think it, it's like at Arbroath, they're saying that a lot of the time the cameramen have to be like strapped in and stuff, don't they? If they're high up because of the wind. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was a reasonably entertaining game. And obviously the, the Rangers fans who don't care what anyone thinks showed that they don't care again with their outrage at all comment. It's, I mean, to be honest, I think both sides are just so petty with it. But Rangers just, it's like when they get so outraged at things, it just makes people want to just do it just for a laugh. Just yeah. make one little comment. Just put three letters in front of their name, or or mention about them challenging for their first piece of silverware. And the outrage is just—it's actually hilarious. I couldn't care less, to be honest. Oh, uh, they were at it though. I know, but the, what I mean is, what, I mean what is, is what is spot on? Every time that Rangers make a fuss about it, it just gets the rest of the Scottish football going and go. Oh, they hate this. Brilliant. Let's annoy them even more. That's the way football works. It's always been the way football works. Right. Well, if we know something's going to rail you up, we'll dig it as much as possible. It's honestly, the, well, I remember it's the same with that awful song that we started singing against Hibs in the 4 0 game. And it's just a monotonous, a rubbish song. It's it's not even that funny. But they got, you see, it's so annoyed at it that we just kept doing it. And you know what I mean? It's not very PC either, but it's just, it was just so monotonous to, you know, the Seven Nation Army song. And so we would just keep doing it because it got on their nerves so much. And it's like, if Rangers were, you know, they keep promoting this, oh, we don't care, you know, we are Rangers, we don't care. <laughs> but any little thing, you know, by Montrose having a little bit of banter, and it's like, they get, the outrage is just, it is comical. And, I'm on the. I, I get fed up with the discussion when it, when people seriously discuss whether it's a new club or it's not a new club. Blah blah. Who cares? They are what they are. They're there. But it's when you. I make little jokey comments as well about it because they get so annoyed. It's just funny. It's just like I, poking. You know, it's like a little poke, and then the yeah. the rage starts again. And I think it was a wee. You could you could tell they were at it a bit, but. It's even hey, so. Here's what it says. It says playing their first se- Rangers playing their first season in Division Three. The, the Rangers are a new co of the now defunct Glasgow Rangers. Currently top of the table, they will be hoping to go on to seal the title and clinch their first silverware. <laughs> then it's got Neil Alexander, goalkeeper, moved his contract over from Glasgow Rangers. To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> I never saw that. But <laughs> to be fair, almost the only thing that you could see is the fact they're saying first piece of silverware. Everything else is actually technically correct whether you think it's yeah. a new club or not yeah they've been quite uh, purposeful with the way they've worded that I think yeah I mean the, everything apart from the saying the first piece of silverware even if you think it's the same club they've still all they've said that you know the new co of the now defunct Glasgow that, that's technically correct even if you uh, even if you care whether it's a new or whatever <laughs> but they've come out uh, <clears throat> apparently they've apologised oh for god's sake uh, as usual I... although I've not seen an official statement I'm sure it came from Rangers Aye, Charles Green confirmed it. Because yeah. Charles Green had to make a statement because he's a whiny day. Oh my God, they're oh. thinking they're going to be boycotting Montrose in the next time they go there, then later in the season now, eh? But, uh, genuine, I haven't really seen much of Rangers this season, but do Rangers fans still sing, no one likes us, we don't care? Are they just singing it ironically now, or what? Ah, see, the bit where I sit, nobody really sings. Maybe, oh, maybe they should think, there's no singing there. Should they not sing, no one liked us, we didn't care? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think they should. <laughs> I think they should say no one likes this. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> it is a, uh, it is a, it's, it's just, I, I just find it, I, 
it was just when you look online and the, the outrage at a team like Montrose, it's like, and everyone just slags them now for the boycott. Even when Dungeon United mentioned on the website about the draw, and I think they said the Rangers, and again, it was just like the highlighted with screenshot yeah, that, rage. Oh, like, oh my god, who cares? I've heard Rangers fans before this all started used to sometimes refer to them as the Rangers. Oh, yeah, uh, the there's, Rangers, there's plenty of people call them the Rangers, yeah. uh, and even the, the Blue Order were displaying a, a banner, uh, just bas- basically saying always been the Rangers. Yeah. Don't talk about banners, there's one cutting about Twitter at the moment for the Union Bears when Man City played a friendly, it said, money you can't buy history. Does it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> but if any listeners are interested in joining the as Rangers the, the same club or is it a new club, if you go on the forum and search for is Rangers the same club, and you'll get, How many some, pages is that now? <laughs> you'll get some heated debate in there. Have you ever you looked at... 23 pages, but you get... There's a poll as well, which is, is quite interesting. But <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of people who just say, look, they are or they aren't just cause, and then you get some people who are get some good points. Well, I, I've I'll put myself in a good point category. Yeah, I, I've said it before. You can get bogged down in all the technicalities you want. When it comes down to it, it's the same fans. It's yeah. And if it's the same fans, it's effectively the same thing because it's the fans of all the banter. It's the fans that all get on each other or don't like each other or whatever. Yeah. The thing so is, effectively, it might as well be. It's pointless because it, I love how the, if you go into the thread, there's always this, right, this is obviously definitive now. This is what it comes down to. Fact. Now we've got this fact. That, no, there's, none of it proves anything. Uh, you just add fact at it's the end like, of the sentence. Yeah. I think, what, I think what you, no, whatever happens, there'll always be people who can interpret it. There's reasons for it being the same, reasons for it not. That's why I said, you know, if people want to interpret the same club, fine. If people want to interpret it, it's not, fine. It's just, you can, you'll look at the reasons. Both, no side, there's never going to be, there is never going to be one definitive thing that says it is or it isn't. And I just think, who cares anymore? I did, I did, I don't know if you ever checked who the votes, it did amuse me that one of the people who voted, um, I'm not a Rangers fan, and I think it's the same club was actually a Rangers fan on the sly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I did notice that. I don't know if any of you looked. I just decided to look. I was interested to see who actually said that. I never looked that much into detail, to be honest. Who's a, I, I don't care. I'm not a Rangers fan, and I believe it is. Who's the Rangers fan there? All right, I'll ask you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I anyway. Right, well, we move on to the charity bit, and we discussed it. We lost out because of Chris last weekend. Oh, we lost out because of that awful referee at Dundee. <laughs> his the, fault. Pass the ball. And it's John Daly's as well, apparently. Aye, should know. Reguero as well, we should have saved it. <laughs> right, so I think we should just do the same again. One yeah. match well, same apiece. Same teams. No, no. Just one match apiece. And... A couple of games, but aye, go on, you go. Aye. There's no, not much to pick from, do No, no, there isn't. I'm, I'm avoiding Celtic. 2 to 13, there's no value there. Rangers are playing on Tuesday against Annan, they're 1 to 10. No, not interested in that. But Rangers are at 1 to 12 or something one week. Oh, aye. aye. Oh, I like to include Rangers in there sometimes. I'm sure you put one last week. Anyway, sorry, pick. Aye, putting the pressure on, I don't know. I'm struggling here. Teams I was looking at were maybe Inverness, um, East mm-hmm. Fife. Possibly, but Stranra have won a couple of games recently. Uh, I am going to jump in and steal Inverness as my choice. And <laughs> you're right, they're Dundee. playing against Dundee. Yeah. And Inverness is going for fun, or should I say Mackay's going for fun. 
I was also maybe tempted by Wraith Rovers, but away from Bob. Home. Uh, uh, it's, it's an away game. It might boost the odds a wee bit. Stunt. 8 to 11 for Wraith. Slip. It's not bad. Yeah. Let me just see their home form, Dumbarton. Uh, right, in the league, Dumbarton have lost their last three at home. They've not won at home in 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 19. They've not won at home in about 20 league games. How, how the hell is that? That can't be right, is it? Oh, Dumbarton are rubbish this season. Although Ray, they've got five new... points so far this Did season. Did they not get Ian Murray's... Uh... Yeah. Ah, oh, go Wraith Rovers. <laughs> Right. They're a Hubs man. Bet against them. <laughs> Alright, I am going to take... I tell you, Montrose go against East Stirling could be a shout. I don't want to mm. sway you too much. But... Nah, I'm going to go with Peterhead at Stirling Albion because Stirling Albion won. So, nobody's going to win two in a row. Peterhead. Right, okay, that's £10 with McBookie. Returns £54.29. That's what I'm talking about. What days is that? That is the side. Oh, I see it. Sorry, I was trying to find the third division games, putting my way down underneath oh, the second. I saved the best till last. Underneath the second division games, funnily enough. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's because there's the midweek games. Ah, I was confusing me, it's put me off because there's midweek games before it. Ah, right, that's us done that. And we'll move on to do the predictions for the SPL. And once again, I'm really, really rubbish at this. I forgot to put them into the forum. <laughs> so I managed to get the Celtic score correct. As did you, Chris. That's the second week in a row. That's two weeks in a row I've correctly guessed the Celtic score. I blame you guys because I changed it. I added one just to make it different than what you put. <laughs> so well, I, I didn't put it in at all. So I can't really claim that. Right, we've got Friday night football in the SPL. We've got St Mirren against Motherwell. I'm going to go for an away victory. I think this is a banker. Maybe is it on the telly or is it just moved for pointlessness? <laughs> Move for pointlessness. <laughs> right, I, as I can add pad here and try and work out whether it is or it isn't. No, it's not. Because nah, two we'll games on the it. game at Friday night for no good reason when it could have been played at Saturday at 3 o'clock. Right. Two games on Sunday, but uh, that's not. Uh, right, so I'm definitely going for an away win. I'm going to go 2-0 Motherwell. Ah, that's what I was going to go as well. I'm going to leave it this time. <laughs> 2-0. There's no shame in copying. Oh, I'm going 2-1 for Motherwell. So. Right, then moving on to Saturday, we've got Aberdeen against St. Johnson. I'm going to go for a home win. 1-0. Yeah, me as well. 1-0 Aberdeen. 1 apiece. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Then we've got Celtic against Ross County. I think I'm going to go 3-0 Celtic. Uh, yep, that's what I've put as well. 3 0. <laughs> uh, I'm tempted to say 2 0, but I think uh, I'll just go with you. 3 0. <laughs> There's no reason for that because we're not exactly scoring any more than two goals in a week at home this season. So, having finally had a week off since the first time since August, but I think we'll maybe, we'll maybe get that extra goal, make it 3 0. Then Inverness against Dundee. It's obviously going to be a home win because that's picked in the charity bet. 2 0. Mm. ICT against the D they will score three um, <laughs> Dundee will score one <laughs> I can't think of it three one yeah again I'm a game of worry on that one Inverness scored bucket odds but they never seem to keep a clean sheet so uh, three one then we're moving on to Sunday and Kamarnak against Hibs is a 12.45 kickoff and it's on Sky Sports 4 Hibs they've lost was it four out of their last five 
in the league. That's a terrible run that's going to have to turn around soon. So it's it's going to turn around here. I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs. Nah, it's no. 1-0 Kilmarnock. Ah, the bubble's burst. 2-1 Kilmarnock. Then there's the other game on Sunday is Hearts versus Dundee United and that's a half four and that's live on ESPN. I'm going to go for two apiece. 2-1 Hearts. We'll give Rudy one goal and uh... <laughs> always scores at Tynecastle. A wee consolation last always minute. At Tynecastle. He'll maybe open the scoring and then realise that what he's done and go down injured and request to come off. Uh, <laughs> just the heartbroken. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, two on hearts. I'm gonna be optimistic. Playing two strikers just now, you know, it's suddenly a glimmer of light at the end of the. Glenn's <laughs> going gung ho. <laughs> Aye, exactly. Uh, hearts on the telly. It's going to be rubbish. It's going to be one nil from White Hearts because Scatch will be rotten. Because he can't bring himself to play against his beloved Hearts. Waiting to come home. We can maybe sign him. <laughs> Our embargo is going to be lifted. Aye, Houston will be worried now. He's wanting to keep him. I will, to be honest, I mean, it does just open the tiresome, constant schedule rumours, but we didn't have the money to sign him before the embargo, so I don't know why I'm thinking we might have the money to sign him after it, but... You've not got money troubles, though. That's what I'm hearing for the head-on show. That's why we just had the fans raise a million pounds. That's what he's saying, or he's, what was it he says, give me proof for something. It's alright, we've got, we've got Rimkevichus on trial now, he could be the saviour. 41 goals last season. <laughs> That must be about the golden boot, was it? No, in Europe. <laughs> ah, but he played in a league where you've got to score about fifteen thousand goals to compare with one Messi goal. <laughs> I know. I know. Right, that's done for the predictions. All right, that's six games done. NASA's got to the end of the podcast. <laughs> and I've already given my random bit of banter that I went to see Santa. So I don't think I've got any more random banter to give. I think we we, we shot a load earlier tonight. <laughs> Speak for yourself, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I broke the forum on Friday morning. If anyone was on the forum, they could read, but they couldn't post. That was my mistake. I was trying to do an upgrade that should have taken me five minutes, and it was hours on Friday. So apologies for that. If you, just if you want your money stuff. back, if you want your money back, just come and well, get I've, your money back. I see that um, in the hour I've done this, that my thread on the Hearts wages being paid and the ban being lifted has descended into arguments about Rangers. So. <laughs> Uh, as usual is it? I don't know what's happened it's like three pages of people just getting irritated each other uh, if you, if, rather than reading those depressing ones you can always go into the off topic and read Big Boz that actually made me I... laugh out loud this morning when I read that, <laughs> when I read that. <laughs> yes. it's just the, it was the, it was the um, quote from the parent when it's like starting <laughs> chirping away at the breakfast table about Big Boz I almost fell off my seat <laughs> it's a pretty good uh, article on the, the Daily Record today. Aye. Alternatively, Aye. you could read uh, Villa Erotica, that's in other football, <laughs> which isn't anywhere near as bad as it sounds. It's just about a great team that gets sponsored by the local lap dancing club. <laughs> see, I was panicking at my work. I couldn't see any of these because I, I don't know if I mentioned in the podcast how there was a thread a few weeks ago and it was, was it African or Indian and it was basically <laughs> a guy who tattooed a, an elephant on his lower torso and I think you can guess where the trunk was and I opened up the thread at work and I'm in an open plan office and the page loads and the image loads and I'm like oh no there's a massive willy in my screen so I managed to close 
close the browser quickly. Nobody's seen me, but they've probably seen my face go bright red. <clears throat> so I'm a bit wary now about opening threads, but aye. Big Boss is fine. Aye, nothing wrong with Big Boss. <laughs> aye. <laughs> and then there's a, a thread on Paddy McCourt. The rumours are resurfacing again about oh. interest from Crystal Palace and... 750. What? Uh, what? Aye, that just made up? Grand. That's that was much. made up, wasn't it? Why would that play a bit? I, I totally agree with that. There's no way we're getting seven hundred fifty thousand for a guy we don't use and whose contract runs out at the end of the season. Aye. If they wait six months, we'll get him for nothing. I would have thought it would be a nominal fee at best. Yeah, aye, well, you're right. Like a pack of crisps and some wine gums or something. I used to get that back in the day when you were young, eh? You always used to hear about folks signing for a Mars bar. <laughs> when you were you were what? What the nineties? Don't remember that. <laughs> no, I'm talking about youth players. I'm talking about like when you were in primary school, like your your classmates signing for a team. For I, a Mars bar. I never got chocolate when I signed for teams when I was in school. Raging. You just have to pay. <laughs> used to cost money. Right, but thanks for coming on, you two, and hopefully we'll get in another one before Christmas. Aye, we can normally, squeeze it in. Normally we record it on. The Monday evening, but that's going to be Christmas Eve, and I'll need to be tucked up in bed for Santa coming, so maybe need to do it on a Sunday. Get the milk and cookies and out for Santa, and obviously the carrots for the reindeers. Well, Santa told me yesterday that it was a potato or a carrot, but Kieran decided that it's going to be uh, just a carrot. A potato? That's a bit crap, isn't it? Well, it's a wee bit of selection. But then he didn't mention what Santa liked. I hope he was. I hoped he was going to say whiskey. Maybe Santa wants a potato. Maybe he's sick of milk and cookies. It's a tie. It's whiskey. It's whiskey and a mince pie. Can I get, can I get him drunk? You get, get pulled over. <laughs> get a ticket. Night in the cells on Christmas Eve. I saw that's a thought. Is he driving or is Rudolph driving? Uh, and Rudolph's been drinking. He's got a red nose worse than <laughs> Alex Ferguson. <laughs> can we go right. now? I'm off. <laughs> uh, th- thanks for listening once again. Aye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>